ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Ariel Helwani's MMA Show! Back in your life on this Thursday, November 26, 2020. Hello again, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of the Helwani Show. Didn't think you'd hear from me on this Thanksgiving Thursday, did ya? Yes, I know. Just yesterday, a few hours ago, I said that we were done for the week. Wednesday show came and went. You'd be back on Monday, you know, the usual. But then a funny thing happened Wednesday afternoon. I got an email stating that Mike Tyson would do an interview with me. Now, I had been trying to get Mike Tyson for the Wednesday podcast. It didn't really work out. The stars did not align. But late Wednesday, they said he would do it. And of course, Mike Tyson is getting ready to fight on Saturday in Los Angeles at the Staples Center in his first fight in over 15 years against the one and only Roy Jones Jr. And so I had to say, yes, this is Iron Mike. This is Kid Dynamite. This is the one and only legend, right? I mean, everyone knows Mike Tyson, world-renowned. And so I said, yes, we did the interview. It was a great conversation, 17 minutes or so about the comeback, about him sort of coming out of the darkness in the midst of this pandemic, especially early on when we all were trying to look for something to be excited about. There were no sports going on. Remember that when the the first eight second video first emerged of him hitting mitts and everyone freaking out about how quick he looked? Well, you know, Mike Tyson provided us with some some distractions in the early days of this pandemic. And so it will all culminate this Saturday in this much talked about 12 round, excuse me, eight round fight with 12 ounce gloves, two minute rounds. They're calling it an exhibition. California State Athletic Commission saying that they're not scoring it. WBC says that there'll be three judges scoring it. It's led to a lot of confusion, a lot of conjecture, a lot of rumors, but you know what? I think it's actually added to the buildup to the fight. And so without further ado, here's my conversation with the one and only Mike Tyson just days before his return fight against Mr. Y'all Must Have Forgot Himself. Roy Jones Jr. Enjoy. Now let us say hello to one of the most talked about men in sports today. Why? Because he is returning to action this Saturday on pay-per-view in a fight that everyone's been talking about for the last few months. He is the one and only, the inimitable, the often imitated, never duplicated. He is Kid Dynamite. He is the baddest man on the planet. He is the one. Oh, Ariel, he's running it down. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Mike, what an honor this is. And here we are just a few days before your highly anticipated return against uh, Roy Jones on Saturday at the Staples Center. I have to ask you this, Mike, right off the bat. You know, your last fight was 15 years ago. It it was over 15 years. It's been over 15 years since you were last on a Mike Tyson fight week, right? Yes. Approaching... What, what is going through your body? What is going through your mind as you're approaching weigh-ins, fight night? You haven't hey, been um, in this spot for 15 years. I, I noticed the difference. It's a difference. I noticed the energy is totally different. You can't ignore it. Subconsciously, you can't ignore it. It's just to be dealt with. What is it? Could you describe that energy? Like, what's what's the difference? I don't know. It's, um, it's the equivalent to both being 
um, serene and quiet, and but still lit up like a Christmas tree. Did you miss that feeling? I don't know. I, um, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But, it right is now, really, it, but I'm vibing with it pretty good, yeah. Okay. You know, throughout the past 15 months, or excuse me, years, as you've talked about your career, at times you've said you didn't like the old Mike, right? You, you, you didn't want to romanticize. Well, that was all about making me happy. And I, and um, the, the new, the pretty girl and the, the Rolls Royce and the new house that didn't make me happy anymore. So I had, um, I said, I can do this and I can help people. We can open up um, grassroots charities and we could do things to improve humanity. So I'm wondering, do you like this version of Mike Tyson? Big time, 100%, because it's not all about Mike. Before it was all about me and my feelings and it had to be me. And sometimes um, the party's cool without you. Mm. When you have to learn, I, I, tru I truly um, work on liberating myself from myself. When you left the ring that night against Kevin McBride over 15 years ago, if I would have told you that in over a decade you would fight again, would you have believed me? Not in a million years, no. Who was that guy back then? I don't know. He was, um, he needed to find himself. He was lost. And so how did you find yourself, Mike? Um, I used, um, as I tell everybody, life just beat me up. You know, it, um, I was beaten into submission by life. I didn't find God and become humble. I just, um, I just lost the fight big time. In my opinion, you're one of the, the great success stories of the past decade or so, because it did seem, and correct me if you feel otherwise, it felt like you were going down a path of being, you know, that broken down fighter who had so much money and was left with no money. Now here you are, a businessman. You've got this, uh, this Legends Only League. You're coming back, all this stuff. Is there a person who is responsible for the turnaround? Is there someone, something, something that happened Listen, that helped um, you turn into this? I know this sounds so... Um... Um, cliche, you know, yes, that me and my wife, uh, my wife, we just decided that beside being in love with, we have a professional relationship. We have a relationship with um, enterprise and we enjoy our lives and we won't have, and I'm listening to her and I'm strung out on drugs. I'm listening to her. I'm saying, sure, sure, sure. And um, everything she said came to prof, you know, came to prospect. We, we, we're dealing with great corporations. We have great enterprise and um Doing this is just, um, this is extra. This is this wasn't even on, uh, like you said, it wasn't on the radar. This is extra. Do you remember when you came up with the idea that you were going to do this this year? Um, I was looking at this show about, and it was about Jerry Rice. And it was about, he was a, he was a, what, he was four something. I guess he was a five something. So just because I guess he's a, a second, a couple of seconds slower, he can't play football no more. And I thought that was ridiculous because I know now that we live in the era of, of Instagram, there's more people on Instagram would like to see him play than the person that plays his position now in the San Francisco 49, I believe, or the last team he played wide receiver on. And it's all about numbers now. It's all about what the people want to see. You think these people want to stop seeing him just because he's two or three seconds slower? No. Mm. Now, he don't, now, he doesn't have any kind of outlet for his his entanglement also now he can't do anything because he's a few seconds slower so i said that's ridiculous we're going to get involved with this league um legends only league and everybody's going to have a chance to participate 
And you know, it's interesting, speaking of Instagram, you you kind of came out of the darkness at the very beginning of this pandemic, right? We're, we're all starving for sports. We're nostalgic. You know, this Michael Jordan documentary is airing on ESPN. And here's Mike Tyson, one of, you know, the, 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 the most known figures in the history of sports coming out and hitting pads and looking the way you do. And the internet exploded. Were you surprised by the reaction to even like an eight second clip? That thing was passed around and viewed by millions of people. Hey, listen, um, 2.5 billion billion impressions can't be lying, okay? <laughs> so um, I said, this is something that would be really awesome. How many people could benefit from this? And I imagine somebody else, imagine if other people do this. If they say, what, Mike's doing it? I want to do it too. And they do it from a charity perspective. Mm. And it's not giving much of your time either. It's really not giving much. It's just all about um, cooperating. So of course, we, you know, we go to fight and we're going to be throwing hard punches, but it's all about um, the bigger picture, so to speak. Sure. And we'll get to that in a second. But I'm just curious, when you initially put out that, that first clip, was it already set in your mind that you were going to come back or did you want to see the way the people would react to it? I never thought, no, I wanted to see the way the people react to it. Subconsciously, yes, that's really, I probably wouldn't admit it. But yeah, I think I, that's really what I wanted to hear. And were you blown see? away by the reaction? Um just really humbled. Mm. Amazingly, the man holding the pads in that initial clip, Rafael Cordero, longtime MMA coach and uh, a very well-respected uh, coach in the sport that I primarily cover, mixed martial arts. How did you hook up with Rafael? Listen, um, we both know the same people. We were over there hitting the mitts for what I told. I wanted to hit, try hitting the mitts. I was riding a bike, trying to get back in some kind of shape, and I and I hit the mitts with him, and he and he was a natural, and his energy is more supersedes anything that he he does. He has the great fighting energy. That's what the the main um, objective that I have with my camp. Mm. His energy is beautiful. And so this this fight gets put together, but unfortunately we're still in the pandemic. It's at Staples, but fans can't attend. Does that bum you out? Do you wish that fans could be there? Hey, it's this way for a reason, you mm. know. We're going to view it. Um, people who are willing to view it is going to view it. And I can't fight um, the, the energy. It's, it's this way for a reason. So I'm looking forward to making everything um, sensational and everybody have a great show. And as you know, Mike, and I know the, the promoters know as well, there's been this back and forth. Is it real? Is it not? Is there a winner? Is there not? Is it judge? Is there not? Does this bother you? Does this talk kind of bother you? Because it hey, seems like, and maybe it's adding to the intrigue as well. I don't know. Everybody knows me. I'm coming to um, entertain the audience. So could you clear it up? Like, will there be a winner on Saturday? Hey, listen, um, my anticipation is I'm the winner. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I don't know anything about the rules. I, I'll find out the day of the fight. I don't want to break any rules, of course. Sure. And it's going to be what it's going to be. And, so, and, and the people that benefit is going to benefit from it, from it. So really, as of right now, you don't know the rules? Well, I know that I'm in a fight. Sure. You know, and that's all I need to know. And you know it's two-minute rounds as opposed to three. Well, I guess I'm finding that out too. But, yeah, I can deal with that too. W would you prefer three? Well, I train for three, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Okay. And there's no headgear, 12-ounce gloves, eight rounds. I'm sure you know some of this. Yes, everything's beautiful. I think that's a great rule. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Uh, how much do you expect to weigh on Friday? I don't know. Um, 220 maybe. 225, something like that. At your biggest, how much should you weigh? In my fight? No, like over the past 15 years. You know, there was a time when Oh, you I was were... 300 pounds. 300? Over? Yeah. Yes. Wow. Did, did you ever feel like you were unhealthy? Yes, I did. And how did you lose the weight? Um, I started, um, I started, you know, at first you start feeling sorry for yourself. So look at it, look, baby, I look so fat, baby. And then my wife said, get on the, um, the treadmill for 15 minutes. And the 15 minutes turned into two hours. No way. Yeah. And that was the turnaround. Yes. And then I started dieting. Like normally when I fight, I eat, you know, I eat my, my moose and all my elk and stuff. But normally if I'm just living my life, I'm pretty much a vegan. I don't eat no red meat or anything. Hmm. I don't even eat anything. Beans and rice. It, was that always what you ate when you were coming up? No, I, I always ate the um, steak and pasta before oh, a fight. Really? Okay. Will you eat that on Saturday? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, speaking of when you were coming up, I saw a, a video on your Instagram just a couple of days ago. You were surrounded by those familiar pigeons once yeah, again. Yeah, that's what I do. I fly birds. Right. So that you still have them with you. I thought that was only what you did like when you were young. I didn't know that you had them no, at no. your That's what I'm going to do when I die. I'm going to have those. those that's, just, that's just who I am. That's just a culture of Brooklyn that I'm a part of. How many do you have? Right now? Yeah. I have a few hundred. A few hundred. And where do they yeah. stay? Um, in various places, like I have some in California because I live here. I have some in New York because I'm in there. I have some in Jersey because I'm near, And I have some in Vegas. Why do you love them so much? I don't know. It's just, it, it is what it is. I can't articulate it. Who introduced you to them? Some guys that were bullying me. In the interview. They were, um, they would have me go to their roof. And while, while they were on the roof flying the birds, they would have me go to the store. I was like that go for go to the store and get me this. Go get me some cigarettes. Go get me a soda. Go get me a beer. Go get me this. Go get and so and sometimes the birds they had were like they're really out of condition. So they were land on other buildings. So the other guys would say, hey, go in that building and scare him off. Go in that roof and scare him off the roof. And I was a gopher for the guys with the really horrible um and bad condition pigeons. Yeah. Wow. And that's how you developed the connection with them. Absolutely. That's amazing. You know, I don't know if you know this, but 34 years ago this week, you did something really special. Do you know what you did? Tell me what. <laughs> you, you defeated Trevor Burbeck to become the youngest heavyweight champion. 34 years ago? This week, November 22nd, 1986. Isn't Man. that crazy how it's all coming together? Hey, listen, um, life is just a flick of a light. It's a flick. It's gone. What do you remember about that night? Highly and highly determined, um, refused to lose. It was, it was, I, um, it was my day. Hmm. Were you nervous? Yeah, of course. Did you usually get nervous before fights? Absolutely, yeah. Really? Do you, you know George St. Pierre? Yes. 
He told me that he would feel like throwing up before his fights, even at his peak when he was champion. Like he was so nervous. He couldn't even look at himself in the mirror. Did you feel the same way? Can you yeah, sympathize with that? A hundred percent. I believe fear is something God gives us to keep us alive. Because I guess if we weren't afraid of anything, we'd walk in the middle of the street and just get by cars and just jump off buildings. So <laughs> fear true. is the exponent to achieving greatness. I don't like to say I'm great, but it has a greater exponent to it, achieving it. Right. Um, do you think you'll be nervous on Saturday? Absolutely. More so than usual because of the layoff? No, but um, I will be nervous. It's just who I am. Mm. W- what are you most looking forward to about returning? The feeling of being in a, in a fight that you haven't felt in a while? No, I'm, I'm looking forward to um, pitching punches to the opponent. <laughs> Roy, were you a fan of his? Absolutely, yeah. Was it ever close to like were you ever close to making this fight in the yeah, past? Yeah, it was going to happen a long time ago, but in, in 03 or something, but it just never happened. Okay. And what are the like let's say you go out there, you beat him, and you look fantastic and you feel fantastic. Is this the beginning of a whole new chapter in your life? Is this the beginning of a new run? Nah, get out of here. This is all for a bigger picture, man. This is not even about me. What do you mean? This is about what we say, our charities, and we open up our grassroots charities and helping people. This is just what it's all about. Listen, I'm not trying to be um I'm not trying to be Mother Teresa or anything, but listen, I'm not Charles Manson either. You know, life is beautiful. Okay, I'm so very this is, grateful. you're done after Saturday. No, listen, I have an organization, Legends Only League. We got, we're going to be doing this for uh, many, many occasions. We may do it in two more months in another country. Sure. Roy might be on that car with someone else too. I might, I might be on that car, and there's different people that might be on that car. It's different sports. Maybe in tennis, some legendary people want to play some up and coming new guys, or some champions want to play some ex champions, and it's all for a good cause. Okay, and so do you have any other people signed to the Legends Only League right now? Well, we have people who are willing to participate, but they have to go through all of the physical and psychological tests and be able to pass to join the, um, the outfit. Okay. And, uh, you know, a report came out earlier this week that you're getting $10 million for this fight, but you've also said it's for charity, right? Hey, listen, everything I did, it's all people that worked for this are going to get their pay. Everybody's going to get their money, but most of my stuff is basically for charity. It's grassroots. Well, and which charity? I, I haven't got no $10 million either, but um, it's all the grassroots charities. Some for my friends in Brooklyn, just all around, the ones that, we, that we're associated with. I also saw that it's breaking pre-pay-per-view buy records. Like people are ordering already. How many pay-per-views do you expect to sell come Saturday? Like what's a good number? Hey, what's an impressive number for you? I don't know anything about that. I just want to um, perform. <laughs> my, my objective is to go in the ring and do my job. All okay. that other stuff is up to the corporate corporation yeah. of, you know. Uh, can I ask you just two more things before I let you go? You know, uh, Jim Gray is doing the, the post-fight interviews. You've had many great uh, interactions with him. Absolutely. And others after fights. What's your favorite post-fight interview? Spinal, huh? That one? Must, uh, yeah, somebody, I, I don't even know. It's just, it's ridiculous. I said some ridiculous stuff. I was smoking too much weed at that time, and I said ridiculous stuff, and it stuck with me. Yeah, can I tell you my favorite? Go for it. My favorite is the one where you said, you know, he know Alexander, I'm Alexander. He's not the great, I'm the great. Praise <laughs> be to all. You remember that one? Yeah, yeah. I'm a really interesting guy. <laughs> Did you not like that one? I just, you know, I get, I get carried away sometimes. I, get, I deal with my personality disorder. <laughs> what they call that borderline personality disorder. <laughs> Every now and then it clips about me. It eclipses my personality. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, what do, what, what do you think uh, your, your, your longtime mentor, the late, great 
uh, Customato would say about your return? What about all he this? Was, you're doing so he well. He would say, why you take so damn long? God. He would say, look, you just lose one fight to this guy. You get discouraged and throw everything away. You should have been doing this. I continue doing this. He would have told me that I allowed my feelings to get um, to get the best of me, and then I, I gave up. He would have said that. Because of my feelings, I, you know, my feelings are high felt about myself. It prevented me from making a living for my family, people I love, or even myself. Um, well, I appreciate it very much, Mike. I really do. This is uh, an amazing thing that you're doing, and everyone's looking forward to it very much. Again, it's uh, November 28th, this Saturday, 9 p.m. on pay-per-view, the return of Iron Mike Tyson against Roy Jones Jr., 54 versus 51. Who would have thought in 2020 we'd be talking about the return of Mike Tyson, <laughs> but it seems fitting for this year that we're talking about the return of Mike Tyson. I wish you nothing but the best. And thank, thank you so you much, so much for my friend. Thank time you. today. Thank you, my friend. God be with you. Love. All right. So there you have it. What an answer at the end there about the late, great Customato, um, who was so important in his life, who of course uh, passed away early on in his career. And, uh, and, and, and what a figure in the history of sports is Mike Tyson. You know, I, I remember my brothers telling me, when Buster Douglas knocked him out in Japan. I remember when he was arrested and eventually charged uh, with rape. I, I remember that famous shot of him in the handcuffs smiling as he was being you know, escorted out by the police. I remember his return fight against Peter McNeely running up and telling my brother in his room that the fight was about to start. And by the time he came back down, the fight was over. Uh, I remember being in Israel, calling my brothers. I was at a I was at a, an army base. We were staying there for a week, calling my brothers to ask what happened in the Evander Holyfield, Mike Tyson fight. And uh, them telling me that Tyson bit his ear twice, bit Holyfield's ear twice. Uh, certainly remember the, the brawl with Lennox Lewis at the press conference and then eventually their fight um, in 2002 in, in, in Memphis, Tennessee. I mean, I remember playing the video game time and again. I remember when he made his WWE debut and, and, and turned on uh on Shawn Michaels DX all that stuff I mean just an iconic career and he was going down a path of being a statistic the classic boxer who had it all blew it all and then would end up you know uh in 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 bad shape in very bad shape it seemed like uh towards the end but he has somehow turned it around and it's it's all led to this moment so he returns on Saturday in what will be an interesting night of fights it's a four fight main card Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr for the WBC Frontline Battle Belt. Officially, it's an exhibition because it's two-minute rounds, but no headgear, and I just don't know how Mike Tyson is going to go half speed. The, the, the whole intrigue surrounding it makes it that much more interesting, if you ask me. Uh, the co-main event is a cruiserweight bout, six rounds between Jake Paul, the YouTube sensation, and the one and only Nate Robinson, former Slam dunk champion, former New York Nick. Badu Jack against Blake McKernan is a legit fight. Badu Jack's certainly a legit fighter. And Haseem Rahman Jr. against Rashad Coulter, the former UFC fighter. Yes, I, I remember when I uh, covered his UFC debut. I think it was back to, what was it, 211, UFC 211 in Dallas. Rashad Coulter against Haseem Rahman Jr. So there you have it. It all goes down this Saturday. And at the same time, you can watch Derek Lewis versus Curtis Blades. All right. I think for real, I'm done. I think you won't hear from me until Monday's DC and Hawani, but who knows? Perhaps another legend is going to call me up between now and then. You never know. But for now, though, I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you're having a lovely Thanksgiving with your family. 
I hope perhaps uh, this was a nice little surprise for all of you. And uh, I hope you continue to download, rate, review, subscribe, comment, all that good stuff because we appreciate it very much. All right, one more time, and for real this time, back next week, same time and place. Until then, I say peace. Bye-bye.